Hi, this is Meredith, Shelly's good friend. Listen to all the rage with Shelly Wade podcast. <laughs> she said good friend, but she's actually my best friend, Meredith. True story, she and I became friends, best friends in high school because we were both Prince fans and we have remained best friends and Prince fans <laughs> through the years. Love you, Meredith, and thank you for doing the intro for me. Thanks also to my college buddy, Jelando Johnson, for supplying my podcast music. Do him a solid and go to his Jelando Johnson music page on Facebook and hit that like button. While you're there, like my All the Rage with Shelly Wade page on Facebook. I'm also on YouTube, All the Rage with Shelly Wade. Subscribe to that. You can find me on Twitter at Shelly Wade. Don't forget that Shelly spelled with an E-Y. And I am on Instagram at the one and only Shelly Wade. Also bookmark my blog and check back regularly. One of the things you can find on my blog is a link to an article I wrote for the Today Show's website. Yeah, because uh, Veterans Day is uh, this week. And so I wrote an article called The History of Veterans Day and How to Celebrate with Kids During the Pandemic. And again, you can head to my ShellyWay.com blog and uh, get the link to that Today Show uh, blog that I did for them. And thanks to the Today Show for entrusting me <laughs> with their with their blog, with writing something for their blog. And thanks to all of our veterans for your service. Um, listen, on the podcast today, we're going to be talking about voiceover. Um, one of the important things for me is for my podcast to not only be about entertainment and me talking about celebs and pop culture and such, but I want my podcast to be a vehicle for um, positivity and service as well. I want to be of service to you. How can I help? You know, when I pray every day, I pray that I can be... um, I can I can be a blessing to those I come in contact with, whether I'm coming in contact with you um, in person or uh, on social media or on the phone or via my podcast. I want to um, be a blessing to those I come in contact with. So I want to be helpful. I find that a lot of people reach out to me asking me how can they get their start in radio or how can they get their start in voiceover and um, I talked about radio on my last episode so if you're interested in radio and you want to find out about my career in radio and how I feel about the industry you can uh, check back uh, to my last episode and listen to that. Today I'm going to talk about my other career which is voiceover a lot of people since I've been um, seriously focusing on, on voiceover for the last year a lot of people People are asking me, how do I get into it? How do I get my big break? And so I'm going to start a whole series about getting into voiceover. And that starts today with one of my good voiceover friends, Daryl Brown. So stay tuned. So what's new since my last episode? Well, we got a new president and vice president. Yeah, the Biden-Harris ticket won. And I have to say, politics aside, how proud I am of Kamala Harris. As an African-American woman, yes, she has so many firsts. She's checked off so many first box. First female vice president, first African-American vice president, first Asian-American vice president, first vice president that attended an HBCU, Historically Black College and University. I'm really proud of that because I attended Texas Southern University in Houston, which is another HBCU. I'm just so proud of Kamala Harris. You know, um, I was mentioning this on social media. It took so long and so much hard work for African-Americans to get the right to vote. And then even longer and even harder work for African-American women to get the, the right to vote. Could they have ever imagined when they were doing all of that sacrificing, some people even died for our right to vote. Could they have ever imagined that an African-American woman would be in the White House helping to run the United States of America? Bravo, Kamala Harris. And I do wish Joe Biden and Kamala, I, I wish them well um, in their presidency uh, because our country it needs a lot of healing. Um, we need healing. We need uh, you know healing from all of the, the divisiveness. We need to come together. Uh, we need healing from this pandemic we've been going through. So many people are suffering financially and um, suffering from um, home insecurity and job insecurity. And so 
I am wishing them well and I'm hoping them that they and all the other lawmakers can come together and just help us get to a better place. So yeah, I am wishing them well. And sad news about Alex Trebek, right? Um, I have been a Jeopardy fan since I was a little girl. And um, I had the honor of finally going to a Jeopardy taping earlier this year. Shout out to my friend Travis Reed. Hey, Travi. Travi at the time worked at Sony on the Sony lot. And he invited me to a Jeopardy taping because he knew I was a big fan. I can't believe I hadn't tried to go before. And I was lucky enough to be there in the audience and watch Alex Alex Trebek. I think I watched him uh, tape like about um, three shows and he was already in the throes of this this cancer battle and he was still working really hard. As a matter of fact, I think he worked up until maybe a week or two weeks uh, before his death. So um, being the Jeopardy host was something that was very uh, special to him. It wasn't something that he wanted to give up and, um, you know, I was honored to be in the audience and you know, during the commercials, he will We'll, um, ask the audience members if we have any questions for him and he'll try to answer them. And I was able to ask him a question. Let me see if I can remember what I asked Alex, Alex Trebek from the audience. I uh, What did I ask him? Oh, I asked him if he had a favorite um, um a favorite Je- Jeopardy champion. And of course he had, he, he had a politically correct answer. He said, you know, he, uh, he supported all of them. <laughs> so he didn't, he didn't say Ken Jennings or someone else. He just said he supported all of them. And I was like, Oh my God, I got to kind of interview Alex Trebek from the audience. Um, that was a real special honor for me. And, um, Jeopardy will will never be the same without him. Rest in peace, Alex Trebek. Yeah, rest in peace to him. And um, Al Roker uh, from the Today Show announced last week that he uh, had been diagnosed with prostate cancer. As a matter of fact, this week he uh, underwent um, surgery, I believe, the removal of his prostate. Um, and um, we are sending prayers up for Al Roker, that um, he has a speedy recovery, that he beats this horrible disease. I hate cancer. But, um, you know, it reminded me, you know, speaking of Al Roker, it reminded me of the time that he came uh, on my radio show in New York City on Z100 and uh, revealed that he and Lenny Kravitz are cousins. Yeah, check it out. You know what I found out? Um, You're not the only Al Roker. Uh, Lenny Kravitz, actually, his uh, grandfather's name is Al Roker. We're, we're cousins. Uh, are you? No, yeah. you're, are you serious? Yeah, we are. Yes, we are. And, uh, which is kind of depressing because my daughter, of course, isn't impressed by anything I do. All that she's impressed with is the fact that Lenny Kravitz is her cousin. So. Are you serious about yeah. that? You, you're so funny. I can never tell no, who you're I'm joking serious. or not. No, I am serious. His mom was Rennie Roker. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, the actress on, on Good Times. Exactly. On, on, on the, Roxy Jack, Roker. Jefferson. Yeah. Roxy Roker. Uh-huh. Rennie Roker's another cousin. But okay. Roxy Roker. Yeah. And, and so uh, uh, here I am. I mean, we're related. Oh, it's very nice to meet you. Well, Thanks nice for stopping by. You, you, you know what? Right now, we're going to give away some tickets. What are we giving away? New York Liberty playoff tickets. Oh, New York Liberty playoff tickets. So you got to be the 100th caller? 100th caller. 100th caller. Hello, Shelly. What did I say to you? I know you said to all the time. I listen all the time. I know the 100th. It wouldn't be like the 106.7th caller because that's Light FM and they're old people. I know because I, I listen to that when I don't have my daughter in the car. But no, I know it's the 100th caller. Do you know the number to call? I, do, I don't know the number Al. to call. It's 1-800-242-0100. You just pulled that out of your memory. Just a, like that. I knew it. There you go. Oh my gosh. Al hanging out for the interactive love. Call for the New York Liberty tickets. <laughs> I'm so honored. It's Z-Spoon and the gang. Tell everyone New York's number one hit music station. That would be Z100. <laughs> How cool was that? Yeah, Al Roker stopping by my radio show years ago on the world-famous Z100 New York. We are praying for Al to beat this horrible disease and that he um, has a speedy 100% recovery prayers up for you, Al. Shout out to all of my VO friends checking out the podcast right now, as well as VO hopefuls. My aim is to make sure that you have a lot of tangible info to help you get your voiceover career started. So without any further delay, let's welcome my friend Daryl Brown, who is a successful voiceover artist based in Dallas to the podcast. D. How's everything in D-Town? Hey, what's 
what's up, Shelly? Things are going great. I cannot complain. How's the weather been in Dallas? You know, my uh, family in Houston, they've just been, I mean, for a couple, maybe two, three weeks now, they've been talking about how gorgeous the weather's been. Same in Dallas? Yeah, it's actually been pretty nice the last few days um, in the 70s. Um, so I would love this if it were all year round, but mm-hmm. I'll take it. <laughs> love and, fall weather. Yeah, and Dallas, you know, Houston's down in the Gulf Coast. So, um, yeah. down, you know, down in the Gulf. So we get... Um, you know, we, we, we're hotter than you guys. We're more humid than you guys. Um, and you guys get colder weather than, than, um, Houston and, and sometimes Definitely. snow and, yes. you know, Houstonians, we're not that used to that snow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. During the winter, we do get snow every now and then. So, so you, you guys hear Daryl with that amazing voice. <laughs> he is, um, one of my favorite VO people, one of my favorite voiceover people. As a matter of fact, um, Daryl, I think you're the one when I need advice for voiceover, I think you're the one that I reach out to the most. So I just want to say in front of everyone, thank you for, um, being so gracious, um, with your advice and for your time. I really appreciate you. Well, I am always glad to help, Shelly, because I know I've been there and I understand how it is when all this information out there can be really confusing and overwhelming. So if I can help you cut through some of that clutter, I'm glad to help. There's just so much to learn. Oh, my God. And the reason I find your story uh, the most um, compelling of all the voiceover people that I've met so far is because you started from I don't want to say nowhere, but you started from the very beginning because it's it's um, it's commonplace for actors to, um, you know, uh, to get into voiceover. Mm -hmm. Um, It's a natural, um, you know, next step. Uh, It's commonplace, um, you know, it's common, pretty commonplace for radio people to get into voiceover. But to just start from, you know, you were in the business world and say, hey, I'm going to start a voiceover business. (laughs) And you've grown your business so much. Um, It's like you had to not only build the foundation, but the infrastructure and everything. And you did that all on your own. You've grown your business um, so much now that you were able to step away from your job in the business world. And now voiceover is your main gig. Yes, that's that is true. I'm very thankful for that. Yeah, because most people that I talk to in the business come through it, like you say, through radio. They have an acting or theater background Mm -hmm. or even music. There's a lot of people that have been in the music industry, um, but I have none of that and just came. My was totally green. I saw um, that voiceover was actually an opportunity that people were making money at, and I was really curious about, you know, what does it take to get into it? So this was before... um, Shoot, this was probably this is about twelve years ago. Wow! Before as much information that's out there today was not available then, so I just started by taking some classes locally here in Dallas. You are a self-starter. I, I again, I am just amazed by your story. You, you know, let's go back, to rewind a little bit when you were saying that and you saw that people were, um, you know, doing voiceover and it was an opportunity to make extra money. Um, surely that wasn't your first um, inkling that you could do something with your voice. I'm sure people um, have told you your whole li- whole life that they like your voice. Yeah, I, I have had comments in the past about my voice and like, hey, you should be on radio. And mm-hmm. I never really looked into that avenue. Um, it seemed cool, but I didn't know if I wanted to do that as a career. But then I found out that you can do other things with your voice and voiceover being one of them. I was like, OK, that sounds really interesting. I might look into that. Do you remember the, the first moment that you, you know, realized that voiceover was a thing? I think the seed was planted a long time ago when I, um, I think I saw, it was probably like a 60 Minutes interview or something with Don LaFontaine. Oh, yeah. uh, Kind of the godfather of VO. In a Um, world. Yes, in a world. (laughs) Um, He was doing an interview and they were talking about his whole career and, um, you know, they were following him and as he goes from all of his jobs in a limousine and how much money he was making. I was like, wow, that seems really cool. But that kind of laid dormant for, you know, several years. And until I discovered it again, you know, I heard some people talking about, you know, doing commercials and things like that and making money in voiceover. I was like, oh, yeah, that is a thing. Let let me see what that's all about. Okay. And then so you, did someone give you the advice to take a class? I, at that point, I didn't know anything. So I started searching. Okay. Um, Yeah, the, started hitting the Google, and, uh, <laughs> you know, started looking for like 
local searches, voiceover, Dallas, that kind of thing, and found um, there's a school here in Dallas called Stage, and they teach all types of acting for theater, for on camera, and then they had some voiceover classes. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, this might be the, a good way to start. Okay. Yeah, so I started by taking some classes there with uh, my instructor was Bob Michaels. Mm-hmm. He's been in the, the game for a long, long time and uh, kind of taught me the basics, voiceover level one and level two class. And that's where he taught us about the microphone technique, the types of tools that you need, um, some basics for marketing, like etiquette for when you go into a studio, what are the things that, that you do and you don't do. So it was it was a good a foundation. Yeah, it, it really that that's a great point, um, because the reason I, I wanted to have this uh, voiceover series during my podcast was to, you know, give the get, get the information out there because so many people have been asking me, how do you break into voiceover? So, um, you know, what what steps, you know, what tangible steps and advice can you give people when they're really trying to start? How and how to find the best class for them, and mm-hmm. you know, and yada yada yada. Yeah, I get those questions a lot as well. Um, a lot of people hit me through email or LinkedIn or Facebook, like, you know, how did you do it? What did you get on? What advice do you have? So, mm-hmm. I generally tell people to start by educating themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, there is so much information out there now versus when I started. Um, there's books. There's lots of podcasts um, like yours and Summers focused on uh, there are beginning voiceover. actual voice yeah beginning yeah. voiceover podcasts um and there's some some really good ones out there that have a lot of information and there's all kinds of classes like if you don't have classes locally if you're not in a big town like i'm in the dallas area there's um, schools available for that kind of thing but if you're in a small rural community where you don't have anybody that you can go to see in person there's lots of available online teaching now a mm-hmm. lot of, lots of the main coaches do um, teaching through zoom or skype um, so you can easily do that but i always suggest that they start just by educating themselves on what voiceover is what some of the genres are there's lots like it's voiceover is not just one thing you know there's the things that people think about first like animation or um, things on the radio but there's like e-learning there's audiobooks there's corporate narration there's so many genres within voiceover that people might actually have a fit for they i think it's best that they actually go in and and discover what those are all about and each one has like a sort of a different discipline you can't apply the same learnings to each and every one so it's a lot of education that you need to um, do up front that's a great point um you know each one has a different discipline i remember years ago at the beginning of my radio career i had the honor of interviewing quincy jones and mm. one of the things i've also always loved about q is that he is the master of so many different things yes he's a master mag- musician i was about to say magician <laughs> maybe mm. that too <laughs> <laughs> um but master um uh, musician, producer of music, uh, producer of movies. He had mm-hmm. he launched you know his own media empire. He had the Vibe yep. magazine, and yep. there's just so much that he excels at. And 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 that was the thing that most interested interested me. Excuse me, when I was interviewing him, I said, "What advice could you give to people, um, you know, when they want to master so many things like you have?" And he said master one thing and then move on to the next yes you know because we're in the midst of of what uh, they call the the slash generation you know you know i'm actor an slash actor dancer slash, slash yes yeah. i'm yeah. an actor slash dancer slash influencer slash <laughs> this is the slash generation but the thing is is you don't want to be you know you don't want to be um someone who does a lot of stuff but isn't good at, at any of it you know <laughs> so you want to master one thing and then once you master that move on to the next thing i thought that that was one of the best pieces of advice anyone has yeah. ever given me um and so to that point uh voiceover it, it can be listen i've been doing voiceover for a lot of years um even during my radio career this is the first time though that i have put my main career focus on voiceover mm-hmm. and just in the last year of studying it it's just so overwhelming yes. <laughs> all that there is to learn and and 
Daryl, I think it's good to let people who are interested in this know that you never stop learning. Daryl, even as, you know, accomplished as he is in his career so far, he still you still get coaching, don't you? Yeah, absolutely. We met in a workshop, so that's that's <laughs> you know I'm still getting coaching. You never stop learning. There's never a point. I mean, that's in life, period. But there's never a point in voiceover where you stop learning. You always have to learn, learn, right. learn. So get right. used to that idea <laughs> <laughs> that you, you're always going to be taking classes and learning. Um, yeah, for I mean, to that point, like mm-hmm. maybe roughly 20 years ago or so, you, you might have been able to do um, kind of a jack of all trade voiceover demo. The demo is what we in the in the business called it's kind of like our resume it's kind of a a sample of everything that you can actually do yeah an audio Um, resume yeah an audio resume exactly Mm -hmm. so back in the day you might have been able to put some narration and some animation and some commercial all on one demo but that that doesn't fly anymore you have to specialize you can't send a um, animation producer a commercial demo that like that doesn't show them what you can do in their world. Mm-hmm. So it's everything has to be specialized and um, has to you have to apply it to each and every niche. Yeah, that's a- another reason why learning and doing your research before you get started is so important. I know I, that's frustrating because you want to start right away. And, yeah. you know, in, in, in the climate, the financial climate we're in now, um, you know, a lot of people are jobless. A lot of people are yeah. struggling and they want to, um, you know, get into something that's going to make them money. And so it's frustrating to say, you know, when they want to do voiceover right now, you have yeah. to learn, you have to learn, you have to study this trade. Um I would just say, you know, just start, though, because there's so much that you have to learn. It can be overwhelming and it could. Um, what is what's the phrase uh, when um, when um, it's a parallel? Oh, God, it's when you you're trying to. Oh, uh, paralysis, uh, analysis, analysis, paralysis, analysis, paralysis. So you're you're analyzing it and trying to figure it out so much that you're overwhelmed and you're overwhelmed to the point of, okay, I'm not going to do anything. So you're paralyzed because it's so overwhelming for you. Just take a step. Start somewhere. Several people in that boat who have been studying for, you know, two, three years Mm -hmm. and they've they've. Um, train with each and every coach out there, but they still haven't put their demo together. It's like, you know, what are you waiting for? If you don't, I mean, it's one thing if you don't have the skills, but if you're just like waiting for all the things to align, it's never necessarily going to happen perfectly. So you just have to take a step. Well, I have to, to your point, I have to say that um, when I first, you know, started really seriously focusing on this last year, um, I was, you know, taking, I was getting coached and, and, you know, studying all the genres. And, you know, listen, when you're coming from radio, you know, in radio, they want you, you, you guys hear how, how Daryl speaks. He's very, you know, calm and, you know, <laughs> you know low key. And I'm like, yeah, rah, you know, because when you come from radio, um, you know, it's it's really exactly what they don't want in voiceover. So I've had to spend the last year trying to beat the radio out of me uh, because, you know, in radio, they want you to project, you know, oh yes, you yes. have energy and project. And oh, my God, we're having so much fun. And then Daryl's like, wait a minute, Shelly. This is how we're going to talk. I'm like, huh? What? (laughs) So it was like, I was like, wow. You know, so you have that and people are constantly, when they know you come from radio, they're constantly saying, well, this must be the radio in you. (laughs) You know, it's like, geez, no one will let you get past it. Um, So you really have to understand each genre. You know, mm-hmm. you know, like, listen, when, when you're doing commercial, you, you know, will be a little more understated when you're doing promo work. You know, they want you to be more natural. But sometimes, depending on, on what you're doing, they do want you to, you know, stand oh, out, yes, absolutely. you know, you kinda, break through. Yeah. And, and, and even with uh, when we were talking trailer voices, like you were saying, Don mm-hmm. LaFontaine, you know, like mm-hmm. in a world, you know, right. like those big there there's just there are different ways to approach each genre. And that's why it's so important to um, 
to really study. But, um, you know, back to what you're saying, you have friends like that. They study, study, and they never start. Um, I kind of was a little nervous um, at the end of last year um, as far as recording my my reels, my demos, mm-hmm. because I was like, you know, when you, because when people hear you, you want to make that first impression be the best impression that it can be. And I'm like, I don't I don't know if I'm ready. I don't know if I'm ready. You know, maybe I should maybe I should wait a little while longer, you know, so I can understand your friends. Um, um, you know, being a little apprehensive about oh, it, you yeah, know, I, I definitely get it. I understand that that's it's a big step, especially mm-hmm. like when you get to that point of producing the demo. That's no small feat because it's a it's a serious investment. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you get that wrong, you just waste a lot of time and a lot of money. So I, I get the um, where they may be a little hesitant there. But it's at some point, if you've been working with coaches mm-hmm. and um, if they've given you the blessing and they say that you're ready, then you're ready. Do it. You know, yeah. Try it out. Just take that step. And yeah. and and who's to say that you can't record another one later on when you get better? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and you can always edit and add new things as you start booking. You can, you know, add new spots to it and update it. But, you know, get yourself um, a nice basis for starting and, um, you know, presenting yourself well to other people. Yeah. And again, there are so many genres, audio books. And, and I know some people who they only do one genre and they do it well. And that's yep. what they stick to. Yep. You know, and there's nothing wrong. with that. <laughs> Some people are like, you know, listen, I can't, you know, Daryl, you're like, you do everything. I just saw Daryl. I, I saw him on a TV commercial yesterday. What is it? Schwab? Was uh, oh, it? Oh, yeah. Charles Schwab, yeah. <laughs> he was on a TV commercial. He didn't say one word. He was just, you know, he was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so he's, you know, he's he's appearing um, as an actor, um, you know, on camera as well. And, you know, there are some people like Daryl that can do all things or most things or many things. So, you know, Daryl, you do commercial work. You do promo work. You do, do trailer do work. I do trailer, yes. Uh, yeah. And even most recently, as of last week, I did my first animation project. So, wow. Wow. Yeah. Congratulations on that. Thank you. So there are some people like Daryl who can do all of those things. And there are some people, they focus on one uh, or maybe two genres, and they are just okay with that. You don't have to be the jack of all trades. But, of course, you know, being like Daryl, you can open yourself up to so many more opportunities, um, you know, when you can uh, master a lot of different um, genres. Um, and you know what? I want to give people, before we, uh, you know, in the interview, I want to give people really, uh, you know, really good advice on getting their career started. So can you just, you know, list, you know, the things that you think are most important, the first steps people can take to get their voiceover career started? And by the way, I want to say that you don't have to have an amazing voice to be a voiceover. A lot of people say that, you know, like you say, people told you you should be in radio. And, you know, my whole life, people have always been like, oh, my God, you have the perfect voice for radio. And, you know, I don't have that voice. And, you know, really, the sound of the voice really is sometimes inconsequential. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I think it's more about um, your personality. Say in radio, um, it helps, you know, maybe if you have a nice voice, it helps open doors maybe for certain things. But really, they they want you because of your personality, because of your brand, because of the thing that makes people listen to you. And I would say it's the same in voiceover, uh, but more so in voiceover, they want you, especially now, they want you to sound like a real, normal, natural person, not like a broadcaster, not like a special, they don't even even want you to sound like a um you know a professional voice actor they want right. you to sound like a regular person well so. absolutely because um a lot of people come into this saying that you know people tell me i have a great voice so I, I think i should be in voiceover and that's not necessarily the end all be all because having a great voice does help mm-hmm. um but at the same time the trend lately is for real you know the real people real sound people. real person mm-hmm. the people next door um they want you to sound not like a professional. Exactly. Like you're, they like you're the man on the street. They just um, ran into you coming out of Kroger <laughs> or Target or whatever, and they put a microphone in front of you. And this is what you should sound like. So they don't want you to sound like you've been on the radio for years. Yeah, and I tell my friends all the time. I was like, hey, you could probably make a lot more money than I do because you <laughs> you sound way more natural than I do. <laughs> So, yeah. yeah. So don't be discouraged if you feel like your voice doesn't stand out. Um, you know, there's value in your humanity and you're being a human being and a real person. So and sometimes that's a great way for you to create your own niche is because you don't sound like everybody else mm-hmm. that may um, have more value than 
you know, to help you stand out in things like animation or podcasts, you know, where you can do character work. All, there's all different types of things that you can do. Okay. F- from your personal experience, starting from, you know, the very beginning, the very first level you can be at in voiceover um, with no experience or anything, no knowledge of it or anything, mm-hmm. please give people some really um, real life um, steps that they can take to get their career off the ground. What did you sure. do? So I'll just walk you quickly through my um, my journey. As I as I mentioned, I had no background in any acting of any sort, um, and I came into this just trying to learn. So I took a voiceover locally, took a voiceover level one and level two class, mm-hmm. and I always suggest that to people if they have an opportunity to take classes in person. That's always great because. Um, the instructor can teach you how to approach the mic, how to be in front of it, how to use physicality to help your performance. Um, there's lots of things that they can teach you physically. I mean, you can still learn over Skype and Zoom, but being with someone in person is also also has that extra bonus of helping them teach you how to be present in front of the mic. Um, so I took classes locally. Um, and then from there, I started studying things like um, there is a resource called VoiceOver Extra, um, where they have all types of articles on just about everything you can imagine in VoiceOver, from the business of VoiceOver to the performance to all the different types of genres that are available. I read, and I continue to re- read about um, the industry. I s- studied podcasts when I was working a job. I had a full-time job for, um, when I started VoiceOver, I was working at a, um, fitness company called many people know gold's gym mm-hmm. um i had just finished taking some classes and they were getting ready to hire somebody to do a commercial um so i told my boss i couldn't believe i did this but i told my boss hey i've been studying voiceover you mm-hmm. know what if you give me a chance you don't have to pay me i'll, I'll be glad to do it for you love that love so, it <laughs> took my shot you have to I, I i always say you have to make your own opportunities a lot of times we sit around and we wait on someone to give us permission yes <laughs> you have to make your own opportunities and absolutely yeah i love that okay yeah so they let me do it and um had a great time at the session and met the worked with the engineer who was a really nice guy and he's like um hey you know you told me you just been taking classes and stuff and if you're really interested in doing this i can help you with your demo and I was like, yeah, absolutely. So <laughs> I took some time, found some copy, um, you know, prepared and studied. Then we went in and recorded the demo. So, you know, a couple of weeks later, he's like, man, it's turned out really well. If you don't mind, I uh, have an agent and I'll share it with them if, they, if that works for you. Wow. <laughs> yeah, please do. <laughs> um, so and they listened to it. They liked it. They brought me in and we had a meeting and, you know, said you know if you want to work together work with us we'd like to sign you absolutely so that was my opening and it does not work like that all the time Mm -hmm. let me just set expectations because sometimes it's really hard to get an agent yes it's hard to get an agent you know you think it wouldn't be but it is yes it can be very difficult getting an agent Mm -hmm. there are people that have been in the industry um, for years and are still trying to land their agent. But some of them have been successful finding work on their own. You don't necessarily need an agent. Mm-hmm. But if you want access to some of those larger opportunities, that's you're going to get those through agencies. Yeah, and, and Daryl's saying that you don't need an agent because so much of voiceover work, especially if you're doing it full-time like he is, um, you are getting you are making your own opportunities happen you are reaching out to people um well you know you don't necessarily have to do that because you have so many agents and so many big time jobs now but a lot of oh, people absolutely. I still do you yes. do okay got oh, so sure. <laughs> you're reaching out you're sending out marketing emails you're letting people in your circle know your family and friends as as daryl did he let his boss know let you know people know I, what you do that that's the only way they can help you is if you yep. let them know so a lot of times you're getting that work on your own it helps to have an agent, as Daryl said, to get bigger, you know, work, bigger jobs. But you are making opportunities happen for yourself. Like I just um, recorded uh, some stuff for this guy in the UK, um, and that's because he um, he met me through uh, a friend of mine who is in the UK, and that's work I got on my own without my agent, that's right? Awesome. And so. Love those. 
a lot of the time you are making your own opportunities. It helps to have an agent for other jobs, but you are also going to be, you know, getting your own, drumming up your own opportunities. That's why Daryl says you don't have to have an agent, but uh, it's good to have one too. And please know the agent is not the end all be all. Just because you have an agent doesn't mean that you're going to start making millions of dollars. It's you still have to put in the work to take the classes, to work with coaches, to make sure that you're doing your best on your performances for those auditions to try to book them. All the agents do is they give you opportunities to audition mm -hmm. and it's up to you to book them. So know that the agent is not the end. You have to still put in that work to make sure that you're up at the top of your craft mm -hmm. because you're competing against any and everybody that's out there, um, you know, the, the, the people that are making the top dollar, they're still auditioning for those projects as well. So you have to beat them out and make sure that you're doing your best. Yeah. And so, you know, you left off at you, you, you got the agent and then next step. Next step from there, it was it was the work, as I mentioned. So um, that was the beginning of my career. And it took me a good solid 10 years of doing voiceover on the side as my side gig um, while I had a full-time day job. Um, I came home, did the dad thing. I'm married with two kids, so mm -hmm. <clears throat> did the husband and dad thing for a few hours, put kids to bed. After that, it was time for me to come upstairs and start knocking out auditions as many as I could, you know, from like eight, eight or nine up until midnight sometimes. Wow. Um, then going to bed sometimes, waking up early, doing some more auditions before I went to work. Wow. And or recording any jobs that I had booked. And it was just fitting it in wherever I could in the margins, trying to make it work because I knew I wanted to do this and I knew I was getting better at it because the job started um, to build. I got more clients in each, every, each and every year. I began making more money each and every year. So I th like this thing is, is progressing in the way that I wanted to go. And I knew that this is something that I wanted to do and I could do. So I, I just had to put in the work. You know, you, you're tired. You don't get as much sleep as you'd like to. But if you really believe in yourself and you, you things are moving in the right direction for you, you got to put in the work. Yeah, and then, and you know, I have this uh, this uh, neon sign here in my studio, my closet slash studio. It says, "Do what you love." And so, mm -hmm. the reason it wasn't hard for you to do all of that work was because you were doing something you loved. Oh yes, that makes all the difference in the world because mm -hmm. I enjoy it. Um, so it doesn't feel as much like work. It's, it's fun, especially when you actually book something. That's just when you can really have fun. Okay, and so you um, you did the work, and then what? So um, it got to a point where my wife kind of reminded me about this. Um, I think it was probably maybe a couple of years in uh, when I was <clears throat> doing voiceover. Mm -hmm. We had met with our financial planner, and he wanted to you know talk to us about the the big goals. What are you? What are your plans and goals for the future? Mm -hmm. And I said, you know, eventually I want to do voiceover full-time and that was when I was making you know barely five figures in the in the business mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> and <clears throat> so it was not even something that was feasible for me to to do as a full-time job at that point but um, little by little each and every year growing it to the point where I got to that that 10-year mark and I told our financial planner like you know we made we made goals like okay, my wife and I sat down and said, when can we make this happen? And we, we set a date. And we said, if, we, if we're going to meet this date, we've got some other things we need to handle financially to make sure that we're getting paid off um, so that we're in a point when I do go full-time that we're in a better position. So we, we planned that up front. It was not something that I just automatically quit my job. Mm -hmm. um, I had to be, because I have a family to support, I have to be a little more um, thoughtful about that. Yeah. And that's what we did. I love that. <laughs> so yeah. your wife was fully supportive of you, you know, one day just dropping the full-time other gig and starting your, you know, full-time um, voiceover journey. It was scary because, I, you know, I left a, a good job. I was um, working for Mary Kay, which is a big cosmetics company here in Dallas, and they're known for treating their employees well and having great benefits. And um, it was a lot to walk away from. Yeah. So um, it was a little scary, but... At, at that point where I was ready to walk away, we were, I was making a good enough amount of money and I had qualified for the SAG insurance. So we had that covered was, um, healthcare was taken care of. And, um, we had other things and put in place where we paid some things off and paid our cars off and all that kind of stuff. And then we were ready to make that move. I love it. 
Okay, so anything else you want to share as far by way of steps um, for people? Yeah, so continue to make sure that you're investing. And there's lots of there's lots of practical things that you can do, like joining Facebook groups. There's tons of Facebook groups out there for voiceover, um, <clears throat> which would would help for beginners. And if you're going to do that, I would say that you do your due diligence. Don't just jump in, jump in asking questions. Chances are any question that you have has been covered in the past, so make sure you do a search within that group mm-hmm. to look through the topics. So you may be able to um, glean some information on your own to answer your own question before you start asking. But it's always good to observe and um, be thoughtful and, and uh, contribute to the conversation when possible. But they're a good way to learn and um, to save yourself some time and some heartache on things that you may have tried on your own, but if they've already haven't worked for other people, you may learn that maybe you should go in another direction. Yeah. There are <clears throat> one thing I learned, and then you were one of the first people to, to teach me this, is that <laughs> you have to spend a lot of money <laughs> to start making money in voiceover. <laughs> <laughs> because you are, you know, it's you and I are both, uh, you know, talking. We sound like we're in the same room. But we are actually talking. I'm in I'm in San Diego. You're in Dallas. Yes, <laughs> and yes. we are talking through our microphones. You have to have equipment. I, you know, I remember uh, seeing um, um, a webinar and there were a lot of people who were interested in um, in voiceover. And there was a professional voiceover artist um, telling them, you know, giving them pointers like you are right now. And a lot of people kept, you know, commenting, what, how can I how can I be in voiceover if I don't have a microphone? It's like, hmm. You, you, you really need a microphone because there yeah. are some people, you know, and it's hard, you know, because if you don't have the money right now, it's hard. Uh, are there anything, is there anything people could do, you know, by way of maybe recording into their phone that could get them work? Is that an option? Uh, I would probably not suggest. I mean, I think it's okay to start, meaning if you want to start learning how to record yourself and edit, there are some um apps that are available to record like Twisted Wave for the iPhone. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a very simple app that you can use to record yourself and learn to edit. Um, but to make the step into voiceover, you're really going to have to have a little bit of startup money. It's getting a lot cheaper because the technology is getting so good. Mm-hmm. Um, you can get a basic setup for you know a couple hundred to three hundred dollars um, if you've got a good computer. Yeah. Um, but the the most important thing is going to be that you have a good space available to record that's as quiet as possible, that's as isolated as possible, that's, you know, not next to the, the washing machine or the <laughs> air conditioner. Um, because, because a lot of the work we do is from our home studios. Yes, especially now we're recording now in 2020, and that has really changed the game with the pandemic. Um, a lot of studios are not available for um, voice artists to go and record, so... Now, this year, I was already doing most of my work from home, but this year it's been like, you know, 98% has Mm -hmm. all been from home, where last year it probably would have been, you know, at least 90-10 or, you know, know, 80-20, so. Yeah. I mean, if you're, you know, marketing to people and letting people know you're a voiceover person, uh, they give you work, they want to know that you're going to be able to, you know, turn it over pretty quickly. Um, And it helps when you have your own equipment. Um, And, and, you know, if you have some, if you have someone who, you know, would let you, you know, come into their studio, that's, you know, a plus as well. But a lot of people are trying to, you know, stay away from people as much as possible with this pandemic. So it helps if you have your own equipment. So when you say, let's rewind a little bit, when you say your basic setup, you mean the microphone, you mean an audio interface and a computer, a laptop? Don't complicate it. Don't feel like you have to jump off the deep end and and have a thousand dollar mic to begin with. Um, You need a a good computer, um, whether that's a desktop or laptop, whichever you prefer, but something that can manage the recording software. I use a basic software called Twisted Wave. Mm -hmm. A lot of people use Adobe Acrobat or I'm sorry, um, Audition, Adobe Audition. Um, there's even Audacity, which is a free software, which a lot of people start with. So um, that's a way to save some money there, and that's a it's a reliable software. You may eventually work your way up, but um, I started off in this business with a USB microphone, which is ninety nine dollars. Okay, um, it was a Audio Technica AT twenty twenty, and that got me through the first you know eighteen months or so. Um, because mainly I was doing auditions from home and recording at studios whenever I booked a job, but. Mm-hmm. 
now the technology has gotten a lot better where some USB microphones can help to start off. Um, it's ideal if you have something that's more of a um, XLR microphone, which you can go into an audio interface and plug into your computer. I use um, the Scarlett 2i2, which plugs into my Mac Mini, and I have a, um, a microphone plugged into that. So it's a really simplified chain. It's not a whole lot of parts and pieces to it. But um, once you have, as I mentioned, the most important thing is going to be your space, though, because you can have a great microphone in, in a noisy space. It's going to sound terrible. Yeah. <clears throat> and um, so you got the equipment. OK, you got that squared away um, and you've been studying and you've been trying to improve your delivery. And so they can go to different websites if they don't have an agency. They can go to different websites to be able to audition there, right? Yes, there are some reputable ones out there. There are a lot of ones that you should probably stay away with. I won't mention those, but mm -hmm. I, the ones I um, usually recommend in here in the voiceover circles as reputable ones are um, Bodalgo, um, it's, which is an international one. It has some jobs that are not only U.S.-based, but some that are European-based as well, mm -hmm. um, VO Planet, and also Voice123. So those are ones that you can use to help yourself get started. Those, again, they do require some fees up front for you to be members of those to be able to audition. Um, but that's one way that a lot of people are able to secure work on their own is because the clients are posting jobs on there and you can then post your audition in response to those clients and they can select you and y'all work together um, directly from home. And um, anything else you, you feel it's important for people to know? I think we've covered a lot of ground. Yeah, I think so. I think um, just just making sure that you continue to have patience with yourself. Um, don't think that this is not a get-rich-quick get scheme by any means. <laughs> no. As I mentioned, it took me 10 years before I was able to go full-time in this business. Um, so make sure that you have patience with yourself because – over the years, the the pool of voiceover talent has grown immensely. So many, um, so many VO people. Yeah, so lots many. and lots of VO people that yeah. you're going to be competing with. Now, there is lots of work out here, um, and there is room for people, but just know that you're not going to book every job that you try out for. Don't be discouraged by that. Um, just keep making sure that you're push, putting your best foot forward. And if you're finding that you're auditioning so much and not booking, that might be time to reach out to a coach mm -hmm. and have them evaluate some of your most recent auditions to see what they find. Are there some things that you're doing that are maybe making you stand out in, not, in a not good way, in a, in a bad way? And mm -hmm. maybe course correcting you from there that you can begin to increase your booking ratio. Okay. So, Daryl, at this level in your career, um, what goals do you have uh, now, you know, other than to continue to be successful? Um, what big goals do you have in voiceover? I am still looking to, um, one of the things that I was really trying to do this year was to um, do more trailer work mm -hmm. or get into trailer work, period. Um, I had tried for the last 18 months from maybe late 2018 all through 2019 um, auditioning for some and never never got any and, and at the beginning of this year I, I booked my first trailer mm -hmm. so that was really exciting and um and then booked another and another and then COVID hit and the theater shut down and there's no you know there's not as many trailers going on so yeah. that was a that was a little um a little hit so what I want to continue to focus on being able to be ready when things open back up but uh, beyond that, I'm looking to increase my promo work and to I love uh, being able to do promos to re, um, promote upcoming shows. Um, that's a lot of fun. And that's it's quick turnaround work. And it's um, it's things that can build on top of each other, because once you have a show and you're the voice of that show, it's it's, you know, recurring work. So that's always nice. Yeah. And so for people who uh, are not in the know, when he says trailer work, explain to them what that means. So trailers are what you hear on TV promoting an upcoming movie um, that's going to be in the theater, so mm -hmm. theatrical trailers. Um, eventually, those movies go to um, home DVD or what have you. So there's, there's home-based trailers as well when they um, leave the theaters, but I'm really talking about the theatrical trailers to 
just entice you to go to the movie and buy some popcorn and you know, sit down in the seat and actually watch a movie in the theater. And that that's um, not easy work to come by. So the fact that it you is have, not. <laughs> the fact that you have really uh, made some accomplishments in that, that's pretty cool. And explain to everyone what promo work is. So promo is basically a commercial that promotes a show on television. So you find um, the the little commercials that tell you to tune in at you know eight seven central for the next episode of whatever show it's going to be those are promos yeah um so yeah commercials are promoting a product or service promo is promoting a, a television show and uh, then trailers are promoting a movie that's yeah. in the theater in promo and trailer the, those are uh pretty good paying gigs <laughs> they're 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 they among the be, yes. yeah they, they can be good good paying gigs so it's something to um to aspire to for sure <laughs> <laughs> all right daryl is there any way anywhere uh, you'd like people to find you or you know any, any social media you'd like to share or websites or anything so admittedly i am not on social media as much as i should be um <laughs> or actually I, I try to avoid it on purpose because it, it can <laughs> I, I, it's a time suck for me um, but I'm on um, Facebook, uh, Daryl K. Brown. I am on Twitter, at, at Daryl Brown 26. And same for Instagram. And what if someone wants to book your amazing voice for their next project? <laughs> they can find me at dbvoiceover.com. <laughs> I so appreciate you uh, taking the time to share your knowledge with everyone. You know, it's really um, wonderful that you uh, were willing to do that. And you really gave us some uh, some good pointers and, and a good foundation uh, for which to start, you know, a voiceover career. So I really thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me, Shelley. This has been fun. Wow. That was a lot of great info, right? Thanks again, Daryl. Make sure you listen to the podcast next week as well, because we're going to focus on voiceover again. This time, we're going to come at it from the angle coming from radio to voiceover. Shout out to all of my radio friends. Yeah, I have um, quite a few radio friends who have uh, put their main focus on voiceover after their radio careers. And so we're going to talk to them and find out how they made that transition. So uh, be sure that you're listening. If you haven't already, subscribe to my All the Rage with Shelly Wade podcast on Apple Podcasts and wherever you get your podcasts. I also have an All the Rage with Shelly Wade Facebook page and an All the Rage with Shelly Wade YouTube page. Be sure to follow and subscribe and like all of those. You can find me on Instagram at the one and only Shelly Wade and on Twitter at Shelly Wade. Don't forget Shelly spelt with an E-Y. That also applies to ShellyWade.com where you can find my article, uh, my Veterans Day article that I wrote for the Today Show. The link to that is at ShellyWade.com and Shelly spelt with an E-Y. Thanks again to my college buddy Jolando Johnson for supplying my theme music for the All the Rage with Shelly Wade podcast. Like his Jolando Johnson music page on Facebook. Love you. I will talk to you the next podcast. Mwah.